Hey, Michael, I just found something in the dumpster. Oh, uh, okay. What'd you find? I found... It's got a little bit of blood on it, what? but it's the next episode of album 20... <laughs> 73 <laughs> called 28 Hours. Hang on, hang on. It's got blood on it? Did you know that before you picked it up? Yeah. Then why did why you pick it up? that? I don't know. Is well, it worth picking up? I'm not... See, the reason I picked it up is because I'm not who I seem like I am. What? I'm actually diabolical and something like that behind the scenes. But if you're diabolical, why would you give me the episode? Eh, don't worry about it. I gotta go make a call to my, my bosses or something. Oh, okay. Have fun talking to Maury. What? Hello and welcome to AIO Audio News. I'm Michael LeFevre. I'm Ryan Matlock. <laughs> Today... Or am I? <laughs> what if you're Hannah this whole time? Lisa Rolfop, is that you? <laughs> hey! No! Lisa Rolfop, no, come back to the podcast. <laughs> We're gonna make this joke every time until you guys go listen to Return of the Gilead. Anyway, um... Do it. <laughs> It's part two! Uh, it's, it is! Yeah, it was released early on the new Adventures in Odyssey Club, which is weird, and I have not been following it at all, except a little bit of the alpha testing on the club, but hey, we're here now, so, uh, yay! How are, uh, how are you doing, man? Well, um, I've got this awesome new club where you can make your own playlists and stuff, so <gasps> yeah. I'm, I'm basically who I wished I was all along. <laughs> See, I, I haven't been exploring it at all, and Custom Playlist was something I mentioned to Bob back in, like, 2019 about, hey, I wish we had this, and I don't know, do you know if the playlists are shareable on the club? I don't. Okay, because if they are shareable, I will go ahead and make my era playlists for mixing the club episodes with the mainstream episodes. Oh, please. Because that is that is necessary. It's already up there if you want to make your own playlist on aiwiki.com slash wiki slash user colon scientific guys slash, that's, that's not a URL you need to remember, just... Go find it. It's on my user page. Anyway, we've got another episode. Um, Ryan, any predictions for this episode? Well, I predict that they're probably going to talk to Channel 10. Because um, that was the jacket. Because that was the jacket that Polehouse and Jillian found. Mm-hmm. Um, I predict that Jason has been kidnapped by, by a group. I, I think I I am willing to stick with my theory that Jillian is good, yeah. but she's going to be played up as bad for maybe two episodes, Um, and she's maybe going to be trying to find Jason. And one thing I realized, I was listening to this episode, uh, episode one over again. Yeah, we were listening I realized to it again. Jillian, Jillian tried to go with Jason, and he blew her off. Oh, okay. And if she knew... That something like this was going to happen, that would indicate to me that maybe she wanted to go not so that she could help it happen, but so that maybe she could prevent it. That also makes sense because the phone call at the end, she says, it's me. Something like, I know they don't suspect a thing. Everything's under control. That's what she says, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's in reference to, I tried to stop it, but it still happened. Don't worry. We'll get him back. Everything's under control. Yeah. Maybe. Huh. Um, I like could that be theory. That she put a tracking bug on him. I really like that theory because then Jason and Jillian, Jill, Jason and Jillian can actually get together, and I'll actually love that if that happens. Right? Because so she'll like, be actually I was confident. listening when, when we were listening earlier, and Jason saying like, "I want something, someone interesting," and I'm like thinking about all this stuff that's happening in this first episode because there's a lot of specific things that happen mm-hmm. that it's like, is that actually a coincidence or just like a random thing, or is that? actually something that's yeah. uh, significant to later like jillian like the picking up that the, I, the jacket too right like jillian like like jillian picking up the jacket because she goes for it like immediately and that seems super sus mm-hmm. but then also the fact that connie and her 
um, car constantly having issues, and she lives with Jillian. Mm-hmm. Which keeps Jason away from the shop long enough for this guy to break in. Right. It's the second time this month, so first time to test and see if Jason will help her. Second time, oh. now that we know that it works. Ah, good call. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, And then there's also the date that Pullhouse talks about. It seems super specific, and I realized the second time that we listened to it that he gives several specific things about this date, like the fact that she drives an electric car, that I could totally see, like, four episodes from now, there's, like, an electric car, and Wit's like, Pullhouse, didn't you say that your date had an electric car? And he's like, yeah, I did. Let's follow that car. I don't know, something. No, that makes sense. We were theorizing maybe it was Jillian in on the day. I think you even mentioned that last yes. time when we were listening through. But, yeah, I think you did. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's probably not the case, right? I hope not, because that means that Jillian and Pullhouse are going to get together. <laughs> <laughs> Does it though? He said the date went really bad. Right. But if she turns out to be completely opposite of who she is, then that means that both Jason and Pullhouse have been wrong about her. Okay, and but they she's actually like twenty five. Totally love falling in love with her, but she's like twenty five years younger than he is. Who, Jason or Pullhouse? Jillian is twenty five years younger than Pullhouse. I think isn't that what he says? Like he's, she's early thirties. He's what? It sounds like mid to late fifties, because he has a granddaughter. Maybe. Oh, that's true. And also, Wit says he and Wit are talking about like, oh, it's way too young, thirty and stuff. Meanwhile, us over sure. here, early twenties. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't want to date someone that's Full House's age either. So, <laughs> fair, because I'm married. <laughs> also, I don't want to date anyone. It's a little, it's a little yeah. different. That we don't have to talk about that. Anyway, keep it going on. We had a thought <clears throat> last time about maybe this is a a piece of information in this World War One era watch that would lead to the start of war in the original description. And the the perfect witness style twist of the watch the watch being left behind seems to fit that narrative because if the watch had information in it and you said like even banging this doctor on the head with the watch could have been trying to crack it open to get the information <laughs> did you mean that when sure. you said that <laughs> or like not trying to crack it open but sort of like oh no I've been discovered and this watch is my closest thing to a cranial impact enhancer. <laughs> um, I'm going to use it on this person, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, I broke it. Wait a minute, there's something in this watch. It's not password protected. DNA imprinted biotechnology, a microfiche. Right? Yeah, there's a microfiche inside. This is written by Kathy McCann, no. not by that other guy. Anyway, so Yikes. right here, maybe I'm thinking it was intentional because of the way that the the criminal has either scoped out the security cameras. He knows where they are. And mm-hmm. or the fact that he's been tipped off by somebody. I don't know who would have tipped him off if Jillian is work. I'm thinking. Hmm. So if we're going theory that Jillian good. Well, actually, we've got three disconnected events here. We've got the guy breaking in, stealing the watch, knocking out the doctor or hitting the doctor. on. Yeah. Did he knock him out? I think he did. We've also got yeah. the Jason getting hit by the car uh, collision. He's OK, but not great. And then getting kidnapped with Oscar and this other guy in the fake ambulance. Then we've also got Jillian and her whatever nefarious doings on the side. So I wonder, mm. the, that's a couple different events to all line up at the same time. I'm not sure if they're all connected. Are these three different parties? or I think is they the, are. Is, is the J&J Antique break-in the same as the fake ambulance and 
uh, Oscar, and I don't. I think we we were thinking the theory is going right now that Jillian isn't working for either of them. Okay, unless Jillian is working Wild for the break-in idea. guys and not the not the ambulance guys. Wild idea. Okay, they said that there was a write-up on the watch. Yes, yes. And like, if that write-up yeah. is public, then that means that anyone who possibly wants the watch, um, but previously didn't know where it was or anything about it would all be tipped off to it around the same time. You know, what I've, if the war yeah. is like between several different groups who need the watch or want to get their hands on it, and the one group that stole the watch did so so that it's still nearby, but not anywhere that a thief would be looking. Like, the thief's not going to look in the trash can. But they are going to try to break into the J&J Antiques or try to kidnap Jason to take the watch from him or try to extort it out of him. So it's a national treasure sort of situation? Sort of, yeah. So if the war is between different groups that want the watch for X reason, Ah, then, then the person who broke in is potentially someone who is trying to preserve it by just protecting it but they can't go far with it because if the place is being watched then they'd be searched or they'd be attacked interesting point i want to bring up real quick i i remembered that as buck would have it was originally going to tie in to these episodes as those episodes were also written by kathy buchanan that was a three-parter disregarding the club episodes in between we now have a mainstream six-parter after a mainstream three-parter which both involve break-ins to jewelry shops and i i don't really remember as buck would have it which is kind of sad i heard it so long ago like six months ago so as far as that goes like that's a tie-in as as far as what you're saying here that could be the case but if the watch was in the dumpster the dumpster is a very volatile place to keep to have something for safekeeping uh i'm assuming that these people would know the trash cycle well enough to know when a, tr- uh, a trash truck would come to pick up the dumpsters but if that time happens at all and if the dumpsters are going to be emptied at all is it that the people who want to keep the watch there just want it there for a very short period of time then they're going to come get it again or that they just don't want it at all because so here's the theory yeah. is that jillian's the one that <clears throat> took the watch because she knows that it's currently after like, people are after it, and so she needs to put it somewhere that it won't be taken. Then um, why does she go ahead and reveal it to Polehouse? Because then Polehouse has it, oh. and the police station is safe, or at least harder for someone to break into without revealing themselves. Okay, but so she's... Mm, so is she the one who broke into J&J? Triple J? That's my theory. Does she have to be, though? It, could it be that she's keeping tabs no. on whoever did? Could be, that's, could be that it's someone that she works with or something like that. So she, if she's... Wor- yeah, that makes sense. Because if it was somebody else who didn't want the police to get it, it wouldn't be in the dumpster. But Jillian knows where it is, so which means that she's either working with the person who broke in or she is the one who broke in. Mm-hmm. Wait if a we're, minute. If we're saying Jillian good. If we're saying Jillian bad, anything is, is possible. But if Jillian good... I just got... Just got an idea. I love this mystery. Go for it. Okay. Okay. Dr. Rusk is the person who broke in. Whoa. He goes in. He falls out the window and cuts himself Uh on the head. And so he's bleeding. And this is when Mr. Whitaker rolls up. That's why he says, I don't know, something sharp. Yeah. Buddy, that's been sitting under our noses since I first heard that scene. I was like, that's a little suspicious. Of course that's what it, of course that's what's going on here. Of course. Was Joseph, was there anything chicken? All of his clothes. 
he throws all the clothes into the dumpster so that he doesn't look like a guy in a ski mask trying to rob a place. Yeah. And then he lays on the ground and he goes to the hospital. That's perfect. Intending to retrieve it later. That's it. That's absolutely that's absolutely what that is. No, really. That's it. Which means that Jillian had to be watching. Like maybe she was late because she knew that he would be there or something like that. And so she wanted to see what he would do, saw that that happened, saw him throw it away and thought, oh, well, I need to go save this now. That makes sense. Again, I haven't heard the Blizzard series. Is there anything super significant about Joseph Calhoun in uh, The Snow Must Go On? Um, no. I mean, it, he... That's it, right? He, uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, nothing significant that probably applies to this. But, okay. like, I mean, he does have a significant thing that occurs, but it's, like... I don't want to spoil it because I just, still haven't It's heard. just based on that story. Okay, I would... Man, I just need to sit down and hear all those episodes. I really want to. Uh-huh. Anyway, in this one, okay, so Dr. Rusk... Getting here's about the watch from this app from like this the showcase or whatever it is or hit the people he's working for hear about it and they're like okay you need to you need to go in and do this and make sure you don't get caught so he and somehow they've scoped out triple j that's my other question is how like one where would he get where would he get a channel 10 news jacket i guess channel 10 makes sense because that would make it easier for him to scope it out if he's if Maybe he's working with them for some reason. I don't know. The Channel Ten stuff is kind of throwing me for a loop because I haven't heard I haven't heard of that before. Is Channel Channel Ten isn't what Ted Humphreys was working for, was it? And that's not. Wait a second. <clears throat> that's not what Joe. What um Kayla Calhoun is working for, right? Isn't she the meteorologist? For, I don't know. She's the meteorologist it's for, for uh. It right. It's for whatever the quality but cheap station is. Yeah, which is Sky Feldstein. So let me. Let me look up good job real quick. I I don't know if it would say on here what the thing was. It is Channel Ten. Yeah, that's Channel Ten News. That's it. Okay, that's interesting. Um, so there's a Calhoun connection right there. Um, so I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Things are things are strange. <coughs> that's all I'll say. Things are very strange. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is a strange film. It anyway. is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's that. Going theory is that Dr. Dr. Rusk breaking in, that happened, throws the stuff away, feigns injury, nobody else was there to see it. We didn't hear him cry out, hey, stop that, on the security cameras conveniently, because maybe that didn't even happen. There we go. So that's a failed attempt. They still need Jason, maybe for whatever reason. Maybe they have him as collateral for the watch. So then once that fails, he goes to Connellsville. Somehow they know he's going to Connellsville. I guess when he broke in, maybe he saw the itinerary or something that Jason had. And that's how they know that he's going there. Makes sense. Uh, but why do they need him is the question. Is it just for collateral then? I think they need to talk to him about the watch and or convince him to hand it over. Hmm. Given that he doesn't even know where it is right now, that'll be a little bit hard. Yeah. Okay. But I'm excited to hear it and figure out what's going on. Yeah, why don't we do that right now? Sounds good. Okay, let's go. Are you going to share your screen? I don't, did you send me the link or something? I didn't, actually. I thought I did, but apparently I didn't. Sorry. Didn't I? I think I started to type it up, but I didn't actually send it. Mm, yeah, no, all I've got is Lutfi. <laughs> all right, here we go. Sharing screen. What'd you say all you had? Lutfi, the, the puppet. Oh, 
Who was that again? What's he from? He's from the St. <clears throat> Patrick's Day <laughs> and Sumo of the Opera episode. Oh, yeah. The one I've, I've never actually seen that one. Oh, that's a good one. All right. You ready? Hang on a second. Not yet. Not yet. Let's go. How long is this one, by the way? 21 minutes and 53 seconds. These episodes are short. Okay, let's go. So you can hear the train, the train room in the background right there at the end of that scene. Did you hear that? Oh, that's fun. I didn't catch that, but that's awesome. Okay, so I'm talking a bit more in the middle of this. I'm sorry about that, by the way. If that's I don't mind. Okay, cool. So, first two scenes, we've got an actual uh, mysterious voice over the intercom. Very happy that Kathy, Kathy actually delivered on that. So, bravo, bravo. I am very yeah. intrigued as to who this voice is and what he's planning on doing to torture Jason. <laughs> so, uh, it's the chairman. He sounds kind of like the chairman. He does. I was thinking about that. Like, that, that'd be fun. <laughs> I don't I, appreciate it, but I... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, he says, I want your contact at the Pentagon. What does he mean by that? Is that his goal? Uh, is that all that he wants? I think it's at least part of what he wants, but my guess is, like... I don't know. It just sounds like he needs information from Jason on his goings on with government agencies and stuff. Okay, so by saying for some it, reason, but he so by getting his contact at the Pentagon, what does that mean? Like he calls up. It the means contact whoever. Like, it means whoever at the Pentagon <clears throat> that Jason might talk to if he needed to. So, like, let's say I'm go- like I'm going to guess Jason, despite saying I'm out, could still at some point call someone and say I'm back in. Or say, hey, I've discovered something. Like, there's plenty of sure. times that he's helping the locals at Odyssey, and he says, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I have some strings I can pull to find this information that we need. Yeah. That would be his contact at the Pentagon, is whoever he calls and is like, hey, can you run a criminal background search internationally based on this portion of a fingerprint I found? Did we? Is that what he did in Unrelatable? When he looked up the stuff on Bradley Turnbaum, yeah, that sounds like maybe what he did. I th- or Either maybe, that or like, well, maybe no, I think that would maybe just be a skill he has. Like he knows to identify he has the, access the, to certain things. Identify the voice um, based on a clip from his voicemail. I think was what he said that they did. Yeah, um, I thought yeah, that was I was a- talking more like stuff that he's done in the past where. Or no, no, actually that's a great example because like he just has information about random criminals lying around. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I thought he said in that episode that he was he heard a news story recently about it though. But did he? <laughs> well, I was trying to think. I thought there was an example recently where he has some information and maybe Wooten says, "Oh, how'd you find out that?" and then he's like, "I can't tell you." Oh, or something like that. Maybe in uh the episode where Penny goes missing and Wooten has to find her but he has his memory. Gone. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that one, right. Jason helps there. Good point, yeah. That was back in, was that 60, 63? That was 63, that was when I started the AI Wiki podcast, wow. There's so Whoa. many AI Wiki podcast references. I also figured out that the first time that Jillian appeared, that was mid-AI Wiki podcast, so we were right there to talk about it when it happened. So yeah, that's fun, anyway. Memories! Shall we continue, oh, okay, so that that scene, and the second scene... They're just talking about where the car was. So, obviously, if we're going Jillian Good Theory, now she knows where Jason is, and she can go to and intercept she's gonna him. she's going to rescue him. And she'll actually be she the person him. in the cover art, which is funny. Yeah. That'll be really funny if that's actually the case. People at Focus on the Family, when they see that <laughs> meme, they're just... <laughs> How no. did that get out? <laughs> that was the person we told... How'd they know? Uh, that was the person we told Gary Locke not to illustrate. No. That's funny. I told... um. I'm trying to think. I think it was 
uh, Jay, actually, it might have been uh, another friend that I had. It was like, huh, wouldn't it be funny if this happened in afternoon? He was like, ha, 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 I'm like, thank you for not spoiling me on what actually happens in afternoon. <laughs> anyway, let's continue. Let's. Was that uh, Sky Feldstein? Uh, yeah. Remember when I said I was on a horrible blind date with someone way too young? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and then I yes! called her today about That's even better. Okay, I actually shipped that. <laughs> I actually shipped that. The sweatshirt we found in the <laughs> I hear that. That's Julian's voice. Who is it? I'm inside. Hi, Jason. Jillian? It is! Coming with yes! Nice! Pause it! Stop it right there! You're not excited about this or anything, are you? (laughs) Got it! How? How did I get that? Can I just say I called it? She's a good person? Okay, one, she's a good person. Two, we called this months ago that she was the one who was was coming in in the, the mask. So... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh boy. I really hope I didn't wake anyone else up. <laughs> okay. Um I want to listen to that scene again. I do. Because you were screaming. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would also like to point out that John Campbell is using a light motif here. Thank and I'm, I'm goodness. Very, I'm very happy about it. Thank you, John. <clears throat> We've been asking for this on the RTG podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you've been listening or anything. Maybe he has. You never know. <laughs> and he put it in before the, uh, like, just a couple weeks before the episode was going to be released? No. Yeah, when was the light motif? Yeah, I think it was, like, two weeks ago. We talked about that, like, a month ago, I think. Yeah, just a month ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Shall we continue? Absolutely. I want to see. Um, wait. I'm actually, hooked. first, I want to see how much I blew out my microphone just now. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. It's loud. It's very loud. <laughs> okay. Uh, just, just, just a slap a good old dynamic processor on there it'll be fine do i have that have a compressor does that the same thing uh sort of okay (laughs) continue as much as i would hate to admit it this does tie into rydale revelations part three when tasha says when maury asks if there are other agents in odyssey and tasha says no comment oh that's nice i hate it if they've been planning this all along i do actually kind of love that like the the at least the jillian that we're seeing here is amazing Four years in the making right but it's yeah. also like all the time that i've been listening to jillian the thought in my head is people like this really can't exist right yeah right right and it feels so i don't know uh i guess that's what i loved about much ado about jealousy and the shame about fame because both of those episodes had Jillian in them. Same thing with uh, Nightmares by Constance. Not what I expected, not so much. Um, but with those episodes back then, I was saying, this is so weird. I don't like seeing these episodes through the eyes of Jillian. I like seeing it through th- seeing her through the eyes of the other characters because I can't relate to Jillian. She is over the top. She doesn't make sense. Right. And and that's right. great and you because feel you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to yeah, like her. Yeah, with this, this like vindicates that feeling that we've had all along. Like, ah, this is such a weird, cringy character. It's supposed to be yeah. because she's undercover as a weird, cringy character. And when you try to play a weird, cringy character, it doesn't always come out as organic. It comes out as eccentric to a fault. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and it's yeah, it's just like it's it's like here 
you get this dopamine hit where you're like, oh, it all makes sense. Yeah. And I, love I that. like this. <clears throat> I really, Thanks, really Odyssey. like this. This is really good. And it shows Odyssey can, again, keep a good secret for so long. This is four years they've been holding this in and not even hinting at it. All the fan theories about Jillian were based on her weirdness and the fact that, oh, she can't be as, as weird as she as she is. Well, yeah. And we thought she was a bad guy. Great call, Ryan, on the good guy part. I love that. Thank so you. So much. So much. The fact that she's working for the NSA and that Tasha was also here in album 69 and I want to forget about it, that is unfortunate. I don't think I have to. Like, I don't think I have to remember Tasha's line to have this all make sense. It's fine. This can exist on its own and that could just be a fun nod to this episode. So mm-hmm. anyway, it's all okay. We're all right now. Yeah. Let's keep going. Yeah, so since we stopped just a little bit ago, I don't really have much to say here, except what was Jillian's line when she came in to, to save him again? Was it, hi, Jason? She said, like, like hey, Jason, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that would have been funny if that was the line that I gave to John for the cover of album 73, <laughs> instead of it's me, Jason. Then we would have had <laughs> hi, an exact, <laughs> then we would have had an exact prediction of this album. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we've got a mole here. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lee again. Thought we got rid of him. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. What was in there that you had to get rid of it anyway? Oh, that one I just tripped over. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I love Jillian. I never thought those were words that would come out of my mouth, but I love Jillian. (laughs) This this is the biggest payoff of the last thirty years of Odyssey. This is no kidding. The biggest payoff of the last thirty years. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Just when we thought that Rydell was the next big saga, just when we thought that the Lost One was the biggest saga, we get this. Oh, wow. How? How? How do you do this? Guys, <laughs> you got to stop blowing my mind already. Okay, so... I see some interviews in our future where Dude, we just shower praise on these writers. <laughs> I see a Beth Culp interview in our future. Uh, unrelated, well, but also that, yes. Um... I mean, Marshall has been wanting to do an interview, so I'll interview him, interview Kathy. Let's let's talk to everyone. I can get I can get their contact info just like that, so we'll do it. Anyway, um, the TV news station. She's got a bunker there. First off, what? Also, the the jacket. Is that, yeah. What's going on? So she hasn't said anything about the break in that morning. Yes. Which means I don't know whether she's involved in that or not. If she is, then it's her jacket because she's been she's taken it from the station or something. If she's, which would make sense if she's like wearing it so that she can get into the station when she wants to and not be asked questions. Okay, so why does people this... just assume she belongs there? So this rando has it. Why exactly? What do you mean? Th- this guy was it? Oh, Doctor Rusk. I mean, if we're saying if we're going with the Doctor Rusk broke in theory, how does he? Have right. It? If that's the theory, <clears throat> then I'm gonna guess he has it because he's also some agent that doesn't. He's here where he doesn't belong. Um, but he's keeping tabs on Jillian at the station or something. I don't know. Well, or I mean, there's just a he that... has it because oh, he's okay. connected to the Calhouns. I guess. Okay. So the fact that she, the fact that she has a bunker there, and the fact that he has that jacket are just unconnected, disconnected. We're saying that then something like that. Hmm. That seems too significant to be coincidental. But okay, let's go on. So whoever kidnapped him away from the kidnappers. Was either trying to save him or wanted him even more than the initial kidnappers. So perhaps even more dangerous. 
Wait, 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 wait. What if she's not telling the truth? I want her to be. I know. I do too. But if she's not, that line. I like that. I liked that the thought that she's been destroying like poisons coming in the mail all this time. Yeah, like that's that's cool. Story structure geek out time. You ready? Yes. We as the audience already know that Jillian has saved him. We know who's the one who is the one who has saved him. So we've gone from the twist of Jillian being somebody who is not somebody who is a villain or a good or like a, an agent, just some ordinary person who's weird to being significant person. So now that we know that it would be weird to say, or oh, maybe she's bad. No, she's actually good. When it seems like she's good. For Kathy to put that into the mouths of Pullhouse and Wit makes me think that she actually is evil. Or that, like, I think there will, here's my prediction, is that there will be a point where Jason doubts the validity of Jillian's story. And we get, like, this, I don't know if you've seen For a couple episodes even, maybe. No, I haven't seen Obi-Wan, unfortunately. Okay, well, then I won't make a reference to it. But we get this moment where... A person who is trustworthy is doubted and rejected by the person they're trying to save. And then it causes strife. Okay. Or like there's a moment or maybe even just a moment where <clears throat> Jillian is trying to get Jason to follow her. And he's like, why should I follow you? I don't even trust you. And she's like, please just trust me. And either he makes the decision to or not to trust her and the consequences follow. Um, I, okay. fi- I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, I'm just saying that's a significant line from Witten Pullhouse to write into the script, considering we've already had a turnaround that is a very real turnaround. So having a fake one immediately following, I'm skeptical, unless it's real, at which case I am scared. (laughs) My assumption is that Jillian is still cool, but at some point the the story is going to try to make the audience second guess themselves because so is Jason. Yeah, and sounds so like, yeah, we'll, sounds like this next like, scene is actually going to do that. We're going to be trying to figure out, are they good or are they bad? And that's going to be like the entire time there's this sense of tension because you don't know who's who. And we legitimately, we legitimately don't know who's who. That's the thing. Right. The theory can still be that she's good, but we have no idea. Yeah, let's keep going. And the mission is going as planned. The next 24 hours will be ones the world will never forget, Mr. Chairman. Yes! What? Let's go! Yes! Yes! Woo-hoo! What? Stop it! Stop it right there! Pause it now! Pause it now! Stop the... What? <laughs> I heard his voice and I was like, that sounds oddly familiar. This is the end! Finally! Since 2002! We're getting the ending! <laughs> it only took two decades. Ah! I don't know how to process this. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and the fact that he's still going by that code name. <laughs> do, you, do you hate it? You said you'd hate yes. it. Yes. Well, no. So I hate that he's still going by that code name. No. Because no, I mean, you hate the return. That's the thing. I don't know. He has barely returned so far. So it'll depend on if he's like, yes, I am. Like if he if he shows up 
and we get satisfying closure for what he's been doing all this time and how he's going to like launch his new endeavor that might be satisfying if it's not and it's just a throwaway return like tasha in the previous episode then it won't be satisfying so i just i'll have to listen more to find out but like as far as like here i am i am withholding judgment because it doesn't sound one way or the other yet okay i don't even know what his plan is can we play that final scene again please yeah you can hear my voice rapidly deteriorating in this podcast yeah, you're shouting at the top of your lungs. I am. Again. This is the loudest I've... Sh- you can turn your volume down, buddy. You can turn your voice down. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that's impossible. Can I just say, like, Jillian's tenderness here when he asks for, like, gummy Love worms. It. Love and it. And she's like, be safe. Yeah. I could see them getting together after this. <laughs> they doubted us. They said it wouldn't happen. They said he was never coming back. They said he shouldn't come back. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't hear any of that music piece I was screaming, so, yeah. <laughs> Good music. Okay, we didn't learn anything new about the mystery, but we learned that, yeah. That is that. Wouldn't say that was the best episode of all time. That was definitely, this was definitely the biggest. The best payoff, i This say. was the biggest pay. We got two huge payoff. Well, so Jillian coming back. Oh, wait, no, not Jillian back. Jillian, Jillian being an agent. Jillian being revealed and the chairman coming back. Yeah, Jillian. So we got Jillian being revealed, connected to the chairman. That's huge. Jillian's re- revelation is the biggest payoff I think we've ever had on the show. The chairman Other coming back the fact, is I, the biggest return ever on the show. There's a close second is, is that time that we learned that Pole House is dating. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the blind date when, with Sky Feldstein. All of those. A, yes. Yeah. Th- that was like set up in the previous episode. That's funny. That's re- Yes. <laughs> I- I'm kidding. That's not a huge payoff, but it's amusing. But yeah, so, yes, this is a huge payoff. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Like I the think biggest payoff <clears throat> I think I could think of recently other than that is like Mitch... Spoiler no. for Novacom, but Mitch not being dead or something like that. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Right. But that's like less than a year year's worth. That's from uh, right. From so Plan it's not B the long. Two, that, that wouldn't to... be like the <clears throat> longest payoff, but it's definitely like that level of whoa. My mind was just blown. Sure. Sure. I, but I guess also there's. Mm, I think it's. I think it's about even with Jillian because with with Mitch you could say like oh I, I'll bet he's not dead. I'll bet he's actually there. I, he might actually be still be alive because that's an option. That's the only option left for Mitch's character is that he's still alive. For Jillian, the sure. main other option for her was that she's not this terrible. She's actually an agent. So, well, yeah. Well, then what about like Darkness Before the Dawn when Edwin comes back in that one Regis? episode? Regis, right? No, not yeah, not Edwin. Regis. Um, well, that was expected on the radio. What on the radio? On the radio, when he's like, hello, Odyssey, I've come home. Well, yeah, but and we, Jason but we says, him. but he's dead. <clears throat> yeah, but that had already been set up in the previous episode. I think it was Hard Losses. No, it was moving. I forget the episode name. Um, I always forget those names. With, with Richard reappearing and saying that he's been tracing Blackguard. That was already f- set up in the previous episode. So oh, that happened first? Yeah, it did. That's still okay. a big moment. I don't think it's as big as this then because maybe, they're, they're maybe still, they're Richard still... coming back. <clears throat> no, that's fine. Yeah, Richard coming back is is great. But then again, Richard coming back is also on the heels of all this weird stuff going on. 
and the only arc, the only arc at that point was Blackguard. That was the only deep thing that had been going Fair. on right there. And now the only unresolved one going on though right now is Novacom. So. And now it's done. Or will no, be it's done. not done. It will it's be done. It's coming back. They better finish They're it. Go- they're going to, he's going to get away, and then you'll have to wait until 2042 no! to get any resolution. Buddy. Please, no. That's what I'm going to have to do with Rydell anyway. I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that's an episode. That's, yeah. Can't looking, wait for the rest. I'm thinking about my top 50 list. I can't, I'm, I'm thinking about the episodes in my top 50. All those episodes are really well written. They've got a lot of huge things, like Plenty Part 2 is on there. Rydell Revelations Part 1 is on there. This one, I don't, I don't know if it's on there as far as top 50, but this is definitely the biggest. This is definitely the most impactful episode tied for three with the unraveling and the return or hard losses, depending on how yeah. you call it. Yeah. Anyway, shall we end this now, Ryan? Yeah. I'm, I have successfully lost I'm... my voice. <laughs> I'm sure that I will go to sleep <clears throat> and think about it, and when we do the next episode in, like, a week? Mm-hmm. I, I think um, it'll be a little more than the week, because they're going to release that at the normal time. But Oh. Like, the normal well, Thursday boo. schedule. Boo. Ah. Yeah. But, yeah, no whenever we get to listen to it, I'll be ready for it. Okay. So, all of you out there, thank you for tuning in to the most enthusiastic reaction ever on AIO Audio News. And, Ryan, <laughs> thank you for putting up with my... Uh, this is the new. This is a new format for reactions that you're listening at the same time. So when I had that reaction for Radell Revelations Part Two, one, it was half of what you just heard. Second, nobody heard it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like this format a lot. Uh huh. This is this is great. And if you, I'm talking to you, Austin, Gianna, Rhea, uh, uh, Bren, anybody who is listening right now, if you guys want to be on the reaction with me and you're a fellow podcast host. Reach out to me. We'll make this happen for the next episode. Be, I'd be happy to. Yes. All right, I'm done. Ryan, see you on Return to Gilead. Peace out. You're listening to AIO Audio. <laughs> My voice has got news. Yay! Also, check out Return to Gilead if yeah, you enjoy too. Down Gilead Lane because uh-huh. it exists and, and it's going strong. <laughs> Yeah, Don't Get Lay Lane actually had zero of these mind-blown moments, so I think I might like I.I.O. more than Return to Gilead. Uh, Gilead. Uh, No, 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 Michael, don't go back. I'm not going back. (laughs) I I said I might like A.I.O. more than Return to Gilead, which is not unfair to say. I mean, we could have a mind-blown moment. Lisa Rolfop might come back and turn out to be a special (laughs) agent. (laughs) Okay, let's stop this.